I think it's awesome. I think you need more real world experience. <laughs> this is pretty such awesome. Real. You need this. I mean, this is what I see in my shows. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money and all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. All right. Let's we're going to pick up where we left off. Welcome it. back to Sigmund Sense. Yes. Okay. So we talked about, or the series we're kind of on right now. So we talked about prospecting in an episode. We talked about preparing in an episode. Um, and so now we're moving on to the next step, which is... Modeling Masters, modeling which masters. is, uh, I think, a really important one. So modeling the masters is something that most great salespeople or sales teams have in common. And so the overarching view that people can buy into is like, it's easier to follow the snowplow than to be the snowplow. Yeah. It's that simple, right? So I find it fascinating. And, and by the way, for super creative geniuses that are the ones that make, you know, the computer and, you know, create Amazon, like awesome for you. That is not me. That is and not so me. there's, uh, I wish it was me though. Right. Well, you Amazon's know, it's funny. I think in. one of our first episodes ever, first or second episode, we talked about like where do most millionaires come from, right? And, um, you know, you can be born into it. We talked about right. uh, inventors are one of the four, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you if you have the creative genius to invent a serious need, that's a, that's mm -hmm. a big one for sure. Um, grinding it out and saving money every single month is something you can do too, right? Right. But it's in interesting to me that's one of the big ones. My point though is that not all of us are, are creative geniuses right. or wrong place, wrong time, or don't have the money to back us or whatever else. And so- How do the force <clears> to <throat> see? Like, yeah, well, to really see a need and like fill it on a global scale, right? I mean. Um, it's one of the things that, you know, you look at whether you like him or not, Elon Musk is just a genius. You know, let's, let, let's not make a battery powered car for myself <laughs> to play on. Let's just make, let's remove gas by, fixing the planet and making everything electronic, right? I'm going to read his book um, next. Got to do it. Uh, same thing with like- Have you like, read his book? No, I have not yet. Okay. Actually, I'll do that with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and th and then you think on a, a bigger scale, uh, you know, I think a lot of children, I, I don't know if all children, but for sure me, like I have always wanted to go to outer space. Like I would oh love to go- Oh my gosh. It's on yes! my bucket list, like to ride a plane, like to ride a plane and go up in the stratosphere and, or maybe shit, I'll just go to Mars. Or maybe you should but, take a rocket, not a plane. Right. Well- <laughs> You know, you've got this kid, Elon Musk yeah. kid, that literally is like, screw it. Like, I'll make my childhood fantasy a reality and let's do intergalactic travel, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. The, the it is, like, space <clears throat> is so fascinating to me. I 
yeah, it's so fascinating. It's a scary it's, thought process yeah, how big it is. Yeah. It's scary. It's it's everything. It's it's just incredible. The ultimate unknown. You feel really, really, really small when you look in the sky and you realize that each one of those is a sun and each one of Every, those has planets and it's crazy. But crazy, crazy, going back crazy. to this piece, so let's just assume you're not Elon Musk, right? <laughs> let's assume yeah, that you're there. not Steve Jobs. So uh, there's somebody in your industry that you just joined or that you're currently in for 15 years that's still doing it better than you, that has a way, a process, a, uh, a system, a structure, a script, or all the above. They have the that's recipe. Than you. They have the recipe. And and the recipe is like, well, here's one thing that I, that I really think is important for everyone to understand emotionally is comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, like be really clear, comparison. So yes, a lot of people are better than you and hopefully it's easier to climb a ladder than to stand top of the ladder, just so you know. To be number one, it's like hard. it's funny, uh, right now, who is it? Uh, Elon Musk and somebody else are, is it, it's not Bill Gates. Is it Bill Gates or switching for the richest man in the world like the last couple of months? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Well, when Tesla ran all the way up, Elon Musk was like the richest man in the world for like three weeks. And then oh, yeah. Tesla stock fell and he's not again. <laughs> he's but not like- uh, what I really loved and it's a little aside is when he found out like some interviewer or, or reporter asked him like, what does it feel like to be the richest man in the world? He's like, I am. And he said, and she, and the guy's like, yeah, you're the, according to this, this year, the richest man in the world. He's like, oh, well, I better get back to work then. Which is a, a wonderful attitude. Wonderful. Right? Like attitude. it's just like that's a scorecard. It's not the game. It's, it's right. just like, oh, it's that's cool where we're at and let's keep on working, right? That's why you got there. Well, and here's here's the other thing I want to point out too. Like, one, you can't compare because you never know. You never your situation is not yep. the same. So, so therefore, therefore it is it, it's comparing apples to oranges. Yep. You never know. <clears throat> like you know, and it's easy with keeping up with the Joneses. Like, what are, what the hell do they do? Why do they have, like, this massive house? Like, why do they have so much more money than us? And our jobs seem to be similar. Like, what's their secret? Well, we... They may, we charge have, everything in credit cards. Right. <laughs> Correct. That could be an answer. Or we actually believe in saving for our future, and they don't. You spend every dollar. Yep. Every dollar. And so you don't know what people's thought processes are. That what's they behind to. the scenes? You don't know. Yep. So it's just... So it's not... It's just not good to compare. I yeah, now compete, I, I would argue, is a good thing. Like, com- oh. don't don't compare, but healthy competition. Yes, is super. It super is, good. and I also it's a game. it is a game. And I, I want to point out too that competition within yourself is also incredibly impactful and really important because, and maybe this is as I've gotten older, it's a I'm more. I am, it's more important to me that I'm hitting my goals that I set for myself, even if that doesn't place me at the top of a list. Like it's about accomplishing what I set out to do. It, mm-hmm. That's a, that's the bigger priority. That's the bigger win for me mm-hmm. um, than just being number one for the sake of being number one, right? Yep. Um, so I think that's a transition that I've had as well, but I, th- I think it's also a form of competition. Well, yes, and I think that's a healthy thing, right? So competition, usually when you're super, super addicted to achievement, there, it always comes at a cost, and people don't talk about this enough on like YouTube and TikTok that you know, they, they, they literally just talk about, hey, to be the best, you got to give your heart and soul you know, 15 hours a day, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful thought process, ex- except for, to your kids, and Absolutely. except to it's your everyone wife. Everyone around you. So you're going to, whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. 
And that's okay when you're starting off and you're when you're making a run at something. And if it's for a season, if it, yeah, I think it's seasonal. And and that's where I think really good healthy competition comes in as far as who am I track down, who's number one. I want to be the best because I think that if you know, I don't want my kid to ever play baseball to to not try to be the best, right? Absolutely. Like I I love the idea, and he's not the best. Like I'm being really clear, he is, but he's always learning and growing, which I love, and he's trying to be his best. Yeah. But I want him to attempt to be the best as well. Sure. And it's a, it's a, a constant battle with salespeople because I've seen people that have hit their number, whatever that number is, uh, in income or sales or units or volume or whatever, and been totally unhappy. Totally. Totally, totally, totally unhappy because the it wasn't worth the grind. It, to them, they get there and it's like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I don't, and, or like, it's just, maybe I didn't even think about what it would be. Maybe I don't yeah. even know why I really did, why, why did I do like, yep. I don't even know why I did this. Was the sacrifice work it worth it when you look back? Right. And for some people it is, and, and that's awesome. And for some people it's absolutely not, you know, you look at like a, a Goggins, right? Like Goggins is a force to be reckoned with. Um, if you read his book, can't hurt me. It's amazing. It, it basically, he is a guy that basically proves that you have five times more in your tank than you think you do. Mm. He's an ultra marathon runner. He's a Navy SEAL. He's gone to Ranger School and Delta School and all these different schools. He's a freaking pro's pro. And they talk about him being on you know treadmills at two in the morning till six in the morning. Um, what he points out in his book also though is that he's been married multiple times, right? Like his pursuit of, they don't talk a lot about that, but his pursuit of being the best in his field is, came at a cost to those around him. Right. right? So it goes back to like season one's episodes of, of Sigmund's yep. that we talk about the wheel of life. Yeah. Yeah. Like the goal is the wheel is round. Right. You know, and then it gets bigger and then and it, it gets, gets bigger. bigger. So this piece right here to me is there are not shortcuts in business. There are not shortcuts just, in yeah, sales. There There's not. not shortcuts in wealth except this one in my opinion. The shortcut is to find the best in your industry at what your job is and just freaking approach them, ask them for help, ask them for mentorship and copy their ass. Here, That yeah, is it, the shortcut. It, actually, it, in addition to just do like the just work. surrender yeah. to the to what they say to do don't fight it like i love you just said that that's, surrender that is that's the shortcut like the combination yep. find them and then actually do what they say yep. because it's unbelievable how many people and you you see this way more often cuz you coach so many more people that you tell them what to do you, you're you're so clear about here's the problem that's all you got to do here's the solution <laughs> and they won't do it yep well, it's really funny is like I've probably trained without exception, without exaggeration, I should say, half of my local competitors that are, that are producers, at yes. least half of my local competitors. So they've listened to my stuff, been yeah. to my office, I've personally coached them or otherwise. And people always ask me, it's like, what? out of curiosity, why the hell are you telling everyone what you're doing? And my answer in my head is twofold. Number one is because I know that most of the people that I tell will not do it anyways. And number two, I just believe that there's plenty to go around. Like I really believe in... Somebody helped me, top me. I owe it. It's the pay it forward mentality. I'll pay it forward to them. And if they beat me one day, awesome for them. Like it's not a zero yeah. sum game. Yeah. But the first part is a real answer too, which is because they're not going to freaking do it anyway. They're so I'll tell them the it. truth and they still won't do it. They still won't um, do it. So that is the, the key. When you think about modeling the masters, 
let's kind of break it down into four or five things. And then you've got a different take on this too, as far as, uh, well, I won't even take it out of your mouth. You've got a different take on what this piece means. Mm. But when I think about modeling the masters, the first is to literally seek out in your company, in your branch, in your team, in your industry, in your city, outside of your city, anyone that's doing it better than you. You know, the, the, the thought process is the bigger pile theory. So again, behind the shades, they might be an absolute wreck. But based on simple production, right. in based this, on in simple this competition area. in this area, they appear to be doing 10 times the units, the volume, the income, the whatever the measurement point is for your business than me. Right. So clearly, they're doing something uh, better than me. Now, don't discount, oh, they've, they've been doing it for 20 years. Well, cool. Then if you model them now, you can do it in 12 or six. Right. So just understand the big, bigger pile theory is a real thing. And yes, you want to unravel because you want to be careful what the, who the teacher is. But first, just find that list or that group of people, right? And I would point out too to stay very focused on what you're at, what you're actually there to model for. Yes. Um, because a lot of times you will lose, you can lose sight of that and actually start picking up some really bad habits, right? Yep. So just stay focused on. Uh, it's a production thing for me. So like, what is it that this or person not, does? Or it's a balance thing for me. Whatever it is, whatever yeah. it is. But if you're after production, what is it that he does to get high production? Results. That's what you focus on. Yep. All the other stuff, you know, that can start to jumble, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's important that you just, it's no, like it's almost like, you know, if you want to have a great marriage, you seek out somebody who in your mind has a great marriage that you would like to have. Yep. A marriage that you think is great. The only, Creels. Only, I'll say it. Hopefully, you're listening, Mitch. Say it again. The Creels, Mitch and Arlene Creel. They're, they're, they're I don't know who you are, Mr. and Mrs. Creel, but that is a huge compliment. Like, I want people to say that about Randy and me. That so, that is like Mitch great. and Arlene Creel were my neighbors in shirts when Chris and I first got married. So, we were 20 somethings, and they are probably 10 years older. So, they were probably in their 30s when I met them. And um, their daughter was in middle school when I met them. And what's cool is that when Chrissy and I actually got married, I asked Mitch to speak in my wedding. And then 10 years later, I officiated his oh, daughter's wedding. And the uh, rev. yeah, that's what one of the <laughs> rev moments. But, and, but the bottom line is, is like I look at, and yes, they will tell you they've made their plenty of mistakes of in their course, marriages, right? Of course. But when I look at them, what I see in common and what I define that as is they both think they're lucky. Yeah. They both hold I, the other person I, up on a pedestal. They both think they're the lucky one. I love that. And it's a really cool thing to see. So I aside, love that. but Mitch and Arlene Creel, I do, I I really mean, do love you. I mean, shout out. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to somebody for, you know, hey, I want to, I want help being, having a better marriage more like yours. Well, you don't need to follow their workout regimens and their recipes and their, you know, you're there to see what they do for feeding their marriage. Yep, absolutely. So just focus on the the one thing, I yep. guess, is the point. With well, them. and that goes back to, we talk about style, right? So there's a... Oh gosh, it's so funny. Well, who, uh, Jack Daly. Jack Daly, yeah. So Jack Daly is a <laughs> crazy man, but he's super impressive. So fantastic. He he's so he's a great public speaker. So Jack Daly uses the example of, okay, so now you've sought out and you've found uh, this expert and... You know, going back to what you said, like just freaking listen and do what they say. Just do it. Don't have your own style. And so what Jack Daly says, <laughs> what happens all the time is imagine that you are a 
high school football stud. You are the cat's meow in high school football. And you are lucky enough to get recruited by the best college football coach of all time, result-wise, right? Which is Nick Saban. Which I, yes, I learned so, that in our class the other day. So Nick Saban. And what team does he coach? Alabama. Alabama. Uh, the best of all time, results-wise. Uh, just an amazing, 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 amazing coach. So you are the lucky one, and you get drafted—not drafted, but you get you get selected, selected to go to Alabama to play. And imagine, so you've got—you remember you you run your own high school plays. You've got your own high school coaches play. Who's a high school coach, right? Mm-hmm. And then you show up on your first day, and uh, and Nick Saban says, "Okay, guys, here's the play. I want you guys to try this out. This is this is the way we this do football, it. right?" And then you, as the uh, pimp high school stud freshman, <laughs> freshman, say, you know what? That's that's kind of cool. Uh, I like this piece, but I got my own style. I got my own style. I got my own styles. That's not how I like, work. Nick Saban would literally reach in and rip your throat out of you on, before yes. he kicks your ass out off the team. Yes, because it. he's the best. Just do what he says. Correct. And so when we and, and I, I want everyone to really think about that because. Uh, you want to lose weight, you go to a, a personal trainer. The personal trainer says you do this while you're working out with me, but also don't just keep eating. Like <laughs> eat this up. Well, I like what you say here, but I'm going <laughs> to eat and drink myself yeah. to death every single night, right? Right. It's it's just listen to whoever you're seeking out as a coach, right? It, but it's like, it's, oh my gosh, it's just crazy how that is such a, it's such a it's thing. It's an issue. Well, it's an issue. Like, well, it comes down to three things. To me, it's, it's uh, you don't actually trust the source completely. Number three, uh, number two is, uh, and I, I'm, uh, uh, the word I'm looking for is, um, you don't truly desire the outcome that you say that you desire. So Meaning there's that a goal issue, like it's a yeah, it's like, goal. like you think you're supposed to say, "I want to hit this goal," so you tell your boss that my sales goal is blank, but you have no desire to do it. You're not willing to run through walls, or you you maybe you're told. Things like this, model the masters, right. the best have a coach. So you're like, well, let me check that box and we get yeah. a coach. <laughs> like, right. The third one, the right. And the third one is probably to me, the most important thing in all business. It's grittiness. It's lack of grittiness. Yeah. That you, the second that you, you run across an obstacle or you don't a strain. You think ego comes in there? Uh, I th- that's a good fourth. I'll add that all day long. Um, well, I think that comes into number one, right? You really question like, is this guy as good as they say? I, I can do it better. That's an ego thing. Yeah. Like, right. For sure. But to or, me, it's oh, that's good. The, the grittiness the, the, factor of just not seeing it through, like whatever. There, there's very little in life that actually just comes to you in a silver platter. Yeah. Very, very little, and the things that come to you in a silver platter usually are the least valuable. Literally. Yeah. So the things that you really want and desire take time, energy, grind, they and do. grit. Yeah, they do. And that's why you look back and you're proud of running proud. that marathon, or right. you're proud of. Financially, when your financial yes. player says you can retire, like you're proud, you did it, right? Yeah. You're proud when you can actually write a check for your kid to go to college or whatever. Like you saw it through to the end. And the lack of grittiness in sales of seeing it through is a real big issue uh, because the the this guy is saying, okay, you want to be me? This is all you've got to do? And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to do that work. I just want to be you. Actually, there's a cool story. <laughs> I just want to no, no, be I, you. I, well, it's actually interesting. There's a, John Maxwell is a famous, 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 famous speaker and, and book writer, right? Uh-huh. And I saw a, a YouTube video about him uh, or, or, or an excerpt of, of a class he was teaching. And the expert said exactly that. He said, this kid comes up to him at the end of the class. He says, you know, Mr. Maxwell, I want to be, be you. 
and uh and he's uh, and he's like uh you want to be me but which means you want to do do what i do but do you want to do what i did oh i love that okay you want to do what i do yeah, but are you that. willing to do what i did because john maxwell didn't just write one book and magically he's the most famous you know leadership right. uh, writer uh, currently right but when you really think in terms of are you willing not to like all we do is we look at this athlete that is a, like gifted it yeah like he's jumping 10 feet in, in the air yeah it's like well i want to be him it's like well did you know that this kid like goes and works out before middle school Right. Because I see at the gym I go to, there's a couple kids that are yeah. in middle school that show up for an hour from six to seven before they go home to get to, to go to eat yeah. and then go to school. It's like, are you willing to do what he did? And clearly the answer is no. So when that coach tells you, hey, look, you want me to tell you how to be successful? You call 100 people a day every day for the rest of your life. You want me to tell you how to be successful? Talk to 10 new people a day every single day and you'll die rich. You want me to tell you how to be successful? personalize before you professionalize. You want me to tell you how to be successful? You got to call until you get 10 no's before you can go home. You want me to tell you how to be successful? You got to set 16 yeah. appointments before you're allowed to leave for the week. Don't take that with anything other than that's the gospel. That's what I've got to do. do that. In yeah. my world at coaching, it's do the greatness tracker. Right. Do the yeah. greatness tracker. Yeah. If you do the greatness tracker every day for the rest of your life, you're going to do just fine. You'll do good. You know, You'll so do the do what I did is really the I key love here. that. I have not heard that. I have not heard that. Um, one thing that's really been resonating with me lately is um, the 1%. So obviously, uh, it really hit home with the the hard hat, uh -huh. which I need my quiz because I'd like my Lululemon. Oh, yeah. I need to get that for you and Katie both. I'll follow up. Did you actually make a quiz? Yes. Is it hard? <laughs> I expect you to get a 70. Okay. <laughs> is it timed? <laughs> is it timed? It, it is it's not, not an open book. <laughs> this is not an open book test. Like, are you going to like verbally administer the quiz? No, I'll give you the test in a closed space with no books around you. What? <laughs> you are you are on, on a bad track. You're you're what? on a different track here. <laughs> Josh told us to read a book, and if we read it when we're done, we take a quiz. We get a seventy. He gives us a hundred dollars to Lululemon. That's all. I'm just. I want the hundred bucks. So I'm just trying to see what the parameters are. So what I found <laughs> with my team is if I want to motivate them to read a book that I think is really important, I just bribe them. I have to bribe them. Hey, but you look for motivation. It's motivation works. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so the one percent thing really stuck out because my boys um, have been doing baseball drills every single day. That their coach both told them like you need to work on this and you need to work on this. Um, sidebar there. Mm -hmm. um, if you're struggling with kids or whoever, like, hey, why aren't you practicing or why aren't you, you know, doing your script practice or whatever it is, there could be a lack of clarity that mm -hmm. is coming into play. And I know that was the case with the boys. Like, why y'all should be y'all should be practicing baseball, but what? What mm -hmm. does that mean? Just like you want us to go out and throw the ball? Does that mean you, we need to get together all the neighborhood kids and put a game together? Yep. Um, and so the clarity around these three drills the specific 15 minutes of this, five minutes of this. Oh my gosh. It's, it takes them 20 minutes. They're together. I'm out there sometimes watching them. So it's good quality time. Um, what are the drills? So, uh, Walker's catching. So his drill is, uh, he puts on just his helmet and his glove and then either me or Weston will stand behind him and we like 
clap. And when he hears that clap, we throw the ball and it's to get, he's he's in stance. Yes. And so he, the drill is to throw his helmet off and catch the, the ball. And so you go like left, right, front, back, all that. Um, Wesson will do little challenges with them. He's like, you have to catch five in a row before you're done. Stuff like that. Um, the other one is just hitting off of a tee for 15 minutes. Like he said, if you can do 15 minutes, three times, you know, take a little break. Um, that it's crazy. The improvement, um, Wesson has some running drills and, um, some throwing some, a few throwing drills. So, so what you're saying is a, a an adult exactly told like a, a child, yes. if you do this, you'll get better. Yes. And here's my is, point. It takes them like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Their game has improved. They look like different players on the field. Yep. It is unbelievable. And here's the other thing. After the first three, he had three drills. I'm talking about Walker. Walker had three drills in a game. When he got off the field, he said, that is the most fun I've ever had playing baseball. That's awesome. And I said, it was? I said, did you feel better? Did you feel more confident? Like, yeah. It, it's, so it's, it's, was just such a, it's such a good visual because it's 20 minutes of their day and it yep. is changing their yeah, confidence in game on it, the field. It just goes to, in, in all areas of life, right? When you think about the wheel of life and you think mm-hmm. about whether it's finance or spirituality or money or friends or family or whatever, um, I think it's crazy to try and just figure it out on your own. Uh, I think it's crazy that people don't share pain. They don't share where they're struggling because clearly it's working for them right now. So let's just keep it a bottled up secret right. and hope that it fucking works out. Right. And uh, excuse my language. I'm working on it. I'll do better next time. Um, okay. But you always say that. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't think that. Because part I got, of your character, part of your charm is your foul mouth. <laughs> great. That's not what I would be remembered for, but I'll work on it. Um, but my point is, is that you know, the, the asking for help is a humbling thing, but when you seek out people, um, that have, that are willing to share their own challenges and how they overcame them, um, you just typically overcome faster, right? So we always talk about, there's a storm. You're either going in the storm, you're in the storm or you're coming out of it. You just get out of the storm faster Yeah. and there's always a storm coming. And I, I really truly believe that. And there's no way to bypass it. So we said earlier, there's really no shortcuts. There's not shortcuts. You still have to do the work, but there, there are certainly ways to speed things up. Yes, there is. Now, it's it's no different to me. I keep on wanting to say MapQuest, but MapQuest hasn't been around for like 15 years. <laughs> um, but it's Maybe no different ways. than using Waze. See, I know, I know what I'm talking about now. So um, it, it's no different than like, I generally know how to get to from my house, but we have, my kid has volleyball um, at Alamo Heights School. I know kind of where it's at. I could probably get there nine times out of 10, yeah. whether I take the right exit, the right, right street right. is a question turn, mark. Right. Exactly. Um, but if I just turn on ways, it just tells me turn right, turn left, go Jeez, straight, turn right, turn right. left, go straight. Uh, there's an accident approaching. There's cops ahead. Like yes. this is good things to know. Yeah. It's efficient. And it's efficient. <laughs> Maybe that's the best way to say it. it's efficient. It's efficient. And, and why on earth would you want to use your, your valuable brain space to figure out, to figure to out something yep. that someone will say, turn 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 oh, no, turn well, slow not down even that like think about uh like we talked about in the last episode one thing you can prepare for an appointment with is what collateral material you're gonna have it's amazing if you just call somebody and say hey what do you use they say hey why don't you here's mine just here's call, mine. just right yes. like that happens all the time yes to me so you can, yeah, call me I, right <laughs> like, so yeah so here this. here's exactly what we've used for years it yeah. freaking works 
Yeah. Uh, but you just go ahead and read, work it and work on it for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. Or just put your name at the top and use it. Call it's it a weird. day. It's probably going to go in the trash anyway. Yep. Like it's just, you think you need it, you don't. It's beautiful. It is nice. And it's the, the one person that needs it. They got it. They but, got it. But it now goes back it. to it's don't cre recreate the wheel. Yeah. The wheel's created. Just ride the wheel. It's a lot easier, right? Totally. So we're, uh, did you have any final thoughts about the other um, way to look at modeling masters? Yeah. The other way that I feel like looking at this is, um, is really more about using, um, and in, yeah, using industry insiders, which to me also looks like, is there a, another shit? Is there a competitor you can partner with as weird as that sounds? So sure. it, in our world, you know, we have our loans that we can do and we have some that we can't do. Oh, it, residential versus commercial. Residential versus commercial. Um, you know, land, lots, like just, you know, there are some things that don't, aren't, we're not great at. Yep. And partnering with a lender, a local lender, which is a competitor, referring them out. Yep. Because here's what I want to avoid is one, I always tell people that I work with that are referring me business, it, anytime it comes to mortgages or finance, do not waste your time trying to find the answer. Please let me do that for you because I, I have relationships to solve these things. Okay. So that also means that they will, we don't, one, we don't have to say no to clients. We can, we just have to redirect. Right which also then leads to the trust factor from the referring partner. If we don't ever say no, why would they ever need to look somewhere else? And it also means we get to field all the leads, not just what they think yep. we do, which happens all the time. People yep. assume we don't do $100,000 loans. They assume we don't do refinances. They assume these and things. And they're assuming wrong. And they're assuming wrong because we do all of them, right? Residential loans, one to four right. family, anywhere in And Texas. if it's something we can't do, we have someone who can. Yep. But at least we get to field everything. Yep. So um, so that to me is a use of an industry insider. Um, partnering with other professions like in our world, title companies and um, survey companies. And just, you know, because they are working with the same yeah. people that we want to work with. Yep. And so leveraging your time, leveraging events, cro you know, cross marketing, all of that. Um, I feel well, like it's really we, important. What you're talking about there too is like, you know, we, we, we were talking about earlier, like how do you get into like a monster whale situation? Um, well, you might not have everything that person needs, but if you show up with a team of people, because yeah, you show up with point. an inspector, an appraiser, a surveyor, a top mm -hmm. company, uh, whatever, and you all approach them together and you use all of your triangle for trust and use all of your past experience to field that, it's just a more professional pitch. Yeah, right? really, really and, is. Oh, uh, you know, we did that as an example. Three of us went after a, a divorce attorney that really worked out. Uh, it was a, a four of us total, but it was an insurance agent, a title company, a realtor, and myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, this, this uh, in, in my industry, you know, unfortunately, divorces happen, it's real. When somebody gets divorced, they usually sell a house, they buy a house and they or uh, refinance, or they refinance right? Yeah. Or two people are buying houses, right? So it's a really great place for a lender, a realtor, a talking company, an insurance agent to be. Yes, working and, with and the to do it and to do it right. It's a good service during a really trying, horrible time. That's the thing. So it's right. not. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, it's an inevitable situation that, if done incorrectly, is going to be even worse. Even worse. And leave them even, in a even worse, more trying and even more costly. Right. Right. And so. 
you know, the, the, this high powered local divorce attorney that may or may not have taken my individual call. We showed up with the power of the four of us mm-hmm. and it was a one and done. It was a yeah. instantaneous leads generated for the last 18 months. Yeah. And so it's, it's, that's what you're talking about when you're talking about the use of other industry insiders. Yeah. In fact, the realtor was one that got us the introduction of the attorney in the first place. There you go. There so, you go. um, but yeah, I think that to wrap this thought yeah. process up, you know, when you really think about, again, this is all about four businesses. The first tier of businesses, I need to generate revenue. The way you generate revenue is by marketing and sales. And the things we're working through over these up the past couple episodes and the next seven are all how to increase that frontline revenue to increase your sales, to increase your leads opportunity for your business, your small business, your sales, what, or just to sell mom and why they should buy your car. Absolutely. Right? So using that and modeling the masters is a shortcut, probably the only shortcut to faster growth in your business, your money, uh, your spirituality, your mm-hmm. physical health. There's just somebody that knows how to get there further faster, yeah. right? So uh, next time we're gonna talk about probably the sales skill that is the most important skill that is usually the area of the most weakness for almost all salespeople. And that is uh, not just listening skills, but being an active listener. And we're gonna talk a lot about that. And and, uh, the reason why this is super important to listen to is it really comes down to, um, if you ask enough questions and you're actively listening, not waiting for your turn to talk, the reality is, is that they'll tell you if they are a candidate in the first place, if you have something to sell them and how to sell them. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're gonna talk about next time. But thank you for joining us on Sigmund Sense. I love it. Uh, if you have questions, if you have topics, if you have suggestions, comments, um, you can email those to sigmundsense at gmail.com. And uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you, uh, you said YouTube, Twitter, iTunes. <laughs> yes, Josh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, yes, my, MySpace you, too. <laughs> why not? Not on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> but find us on the internet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to find us, find us. If not, it's okay. We hope you help. We helped. No, it's not. <laughs> Just kidding. Cheers. Next time, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>